flipping your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Did he speak Spanish to Hondro? Yes. Did Hondro say he was better than me? It's exactly the first thing he said. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn's Sunday School starring Penn Gillette. My name is Michael Godot, Penn, Matt, Freddie Rich, and I are broadcasting from Show Creator Studio South in Las Vegas. Penn spent a week alone with his dog. Godot is back from Show Adventures, and Matt got a great foolish update. Here he is preaching love. It's true. It's true. It's Ben Gillette. <laughs> we got Godot back. Yeah. We got Godot back. That, <laughs> that's that's back nice, though. isn't it? Yeah. Nice to have Godot back. I didn't spend a week alone with my dog. That's what you told me. Well, no, I didn't. That's what I told him. Oh, that's but what Matt you told me. <laughs> uh, what happened was um, there was a wedding in Mexico. Not surprising. <laughs> I've seen this. I've seen those on Narcos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, my uh, wife's niece—is that also my niece? No. Yeah. Goodness gracious! Niece-in-law. <laughs> you buy into the whole thing, don't you? <laughs> you do. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, I haven't gotten used to that yet. <laughs> yeah, that's your niece. My God damn. Your niece. My niece. She, I, she'll like, let you know that if, you, if she ever needs money. I'm like <laughs> I'm like Sky King. I just wanted to reference the Sky King. <laughs> Do you know that Matt Penny Penny? Matt, yeah, Penny. Penny yeah. was his niece. Matt King's uh, uh, daughter. Yeah, her middle name is Sky because of me. Because <laughs> I, I pushed very, very hard yeah. for him to name <laughs> his daughter Sky, so she'd be Sky King. Because <laughs> no one remembers Sky King. No, no. I don't even remember Sky King, and I'm old enough. But I was right. a very young child watching a was a show about an airplane. Yeah, kind of. It's very like, vague in my memory as well. It's like Lassie, like but Lassie right. was an airplane, right? <laughs> That's pretty accurate, actually. That's yeah. Pretty good. They just did all these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody's falling down. What would we do with that so, old joke? <laughs> That's the airplane talking. Okay. Like, remember how Lassie could talk? And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, her niece is getting married in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Mexico. And, um, uh, so Sunis. my niece, <laughs> the, uh, the, oh uh, yeah, yeah, Sunnis. Um, so the wedding is today. Ah. So my wife had to go Ohio. down <laughs> Monday. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Play golf at the resort for five days. Otherwise she will not be wedding ready, Penn. That's right. She needs to be in wedding shape. Amortize those flight expenses. And then my, uh, mother-in-law had to go, uh, had to go down. Wednesday to be at the spa. Right. Days. Yeah. She doesn't golf. Yeah. And then um, Moxie had to go down two days early to get out of school. Yeah. And Z would not go to a wedding in Mexico on a bet. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, he's his father's son. <laughs> I had to work, but if I didn't have to work, I would have gotten a job at McDonald's. 
<laughs> to not go to Mexico for a wedding. Uh, I did not want to be there. What that did was it left me and Z alone in charge of the house. <laughs> now, me and Z alone in charge of the house is me in charge of the house. <laughs> and me in charge of the house is no one in charge of the house. That, yeah, that seems accurate. So the the dogs were locked in accidentally. So I say dog because <laughs> my mother-in-law left her dog as well. And you said accidentally, <laughs> which you should explain as well. <laughs> um, so I am bothered because the dogs seem um, forlorn and bored. Mm-hmm. And they want attention from me. Well, they always want attention from me, but they'll take it from somebody else. When no one else is there, they don't give up on being forlorn, getting attention from me. And as you know, I don't care for dogs, but I also don't want them suffering. So I go, hi, how are you guys doing? (laughs) And I pat them on the head. Because I find that if I don't, I don't like to talk to animals. Right. I am the anti-Dr. Doodlittle. Or as, um, as Michael O'Donoghue said, a great joke, Nazi Dr. Doolittle. He made the animals talk. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I, other people seem very comfortable talking to animals. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But I find when they hear my voice, they seem happier. So I try to talk to them. Hello. You know, I don't do like, oh, I don't do any of that stuff. Why don't you sing songs to them? I bet they like that. Oh, geez, that seems awful. But you sing songs all the time. I do. I do. <laughs> you just let that go. Just I used it. to. I read the whole uh, Odyssey to my frogs. Mm-hmm. When I had a frog pond, I'd go out. Oh, do not let your dogs know you did that. <laughs> no wonder they're depressed. They'll be like, oh, <laughs> you won't even anything. read us the Odyssey. <laughs> and we can hear. And I would do... Um, when we had a fish tank, I would do new bits for the fish, mm-hmm. and I'd play my guitar for the fish. <laughs> All of this would depress your dogs tremendously to yeah, understand that. And she, of course, forgot to feed the dogs, mm-hmm. uh, so they were even more um, uh, uh, eager eager <laughs> to see. And Z is is over a friend's house, so for the past two days, I have been completely alone with the dogs. So I've had to feed them. And I find feeding them disgusting. Opening a can and spooning I make it up. food for my dogs, so it's good. You what know what I mean? It's not disgusting. Food for your dog. What I do just you brown ground beef and vegetables and rice and feed it to my dogs. Uh, <laughs> you, put, you put that extra time in? I do. How long does that take you? Not very long. It's very, very simple to do. You take a big pot, put a little water in it, throw three pounds of ground beef, two bags of frozen veggies, and a cup and a half of rice in there. Then you cook it? Just let it cook. Turn it off when it's cooked, feed it to the dogs, and there's nothing gross. You know what I mean? My son occasionally eats it for lunch himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing gross, gross about it. Yeah. But this stuff in the cans. Your stuff in the cans is really awful. It is gross. Yeah, it's bad smell. And then you got to take the dry food and put it on top of it. And <laughs> the, uh, my mother-in-law's dog is too fat, so I'm supposed to use the weight control food. <laughs> and then uh, 
Uh, Tater's a big dog, and he's supposed to get full calories, but I I don't pay any attention to that. I just go, just eat the food. (laughs) (laughs) And then after I fed the dogs, I like wash my hands like I've been in, you know, woo chow. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a technological solution for that. A a gun? Nobody talks about it, but slow feeders. Mm -hmm. How do they work? They retard the process of eating so the dog can't get too much food at once. You just have like a big thing? There's electronic ones that feed only certain portions, and there's mechanical ones that have stuff in the way. Like There's, there's two versions. There's one that goes psych and pulls it away, <laughs> and the other one goes, uh-uh-uh, not yet. You can get one of those two models. Yeah. And then there's one that takes bribes from the dog and just gives them all the food. <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyway, it's not a big hardship. Uh, they'll, uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, uh, adults will Just be spent back. Spent 10 minutes telling us what a hardship it was. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if that's your biggest problem, you're doing very well. Yeah. You know, I, All right. I, I've told the story about my mom with the Sticky Fingers album cover, right? Yes. I've told that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's the biggest problem I have, yeah. I'm doing pretty well. Did you ever think to like leave the door open and see what happens? Just... Yes. <laughs> you asked that question kind of as a joke. And I sat there thinking, well, if I left for work. <laughs> Z and I are splitting the blame. You can't, I can't really ace one of us entirely. Yeah. but they, You had to go to Mexico for your fancy wedding. Oops, you don't have dogs anymore. I guess it is a very fancy wedding. They're at a very, very... Fancy ass resort. Oh, wow. Crazy resort. And then my mother in law was explaining that they booked their rooms at the resort uh, long ago. So they got it at like quarter the price. Right. So then my, my mother in law explained to me, look how much money we're saving. <laughs> <laughs> at which point I went, Look at how much money Z and I are saving. (laughs) We're not going. If they had booked that whole resort, you guys could be millionaires. (laughs) We'll just start at the top. Airfare. Z and I. Zero. (laughs) (laughs) You saved a lot of money on your airfare. Zero is what we (laughs) But they don't see it that way. They see how much money they save. Yeah. You know. This is going to be 10 grand. Yeah. It's not now. Right. So we made three grand on the whole deal. <laughs> so uh, you should have gone and practiced your Spanish. This was uh, a great I opportunity. I know, but I choked so bad. So Hondro said to you that your son's Spanish better than mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was. Uh, I interviewed Hondro for Africa. Was there any sense of kidding in his voice? Not at all. Oh, d. Uh, my son has taken three whole Spanish lessons. Three, mm-hmm. and, but he was just he. My son flipped out that Hondro won four trophies. Me too. <laughs> my my older son really just looked like look, likes magic and likes thinking about magic and my youngest son just was like four trophies four and so i said i said i'm gonna talk to him do you want to meet him and so he came upstairs to talk to him and i said now he's been taking spanish class and uh he just said uh how are you and he said uh bien gracias como estas, como estas? bien gracias and he goes, wow, you speak better than Penn <laughs> right away. Well, Hondra will be punished for that joke. <laughs> Hondra will be punished for that yeah. joke. You know, Hondra and I talk for a year now, Yeah, 90 minutes a week. Yeah. 90 minutes a week, we talk mostly in Spanish. Yeah. And sometimes Hondra was mean to me, 
And sometimes I'm mean back. Because <laughs> we had to talk about his talking of English, oh. which doesn't usually come up. No. But you know, Hondro believes he doesn't have an accent. He believes he has an American accent. Hi, Columbo. Woohoo! I said, you sound like Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. Charo, man. You are just Charo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Piff, Piff, same thing, although authentically just stuck in his own weird purgatory. Yeah. Every British person thinks he sounds American, and every American person thinks he sounds British. I know. I know. He's just fading away. Yeah. But Hondro, I got him. I told you I got him to say Chicago. Yes. And now I worked last time on the Bears. Did I tell you that? <laughs> I said, Hondro, you got to say, I'm going to Chicago to see the Bears. And he went, the Bears. He's gonna he's gonna come to Chicago to like blend in. Everyone's gonna like roll their eyes, like, oh yeah, you're fitting in, foreigner. Yeah, the bears. The, way, the way he said it was the bears, the bears, the bears, the bears. I said no, the bears. He said the bears, the bat, the bear. No, the bears, the bears, the bear. I said there's no reason for that stuff. But you know, we think it's hard to say the R with the. Yeah. It's hard to say the R without the R, without the R for them. Yeah. Even though it's in their language, the R without the R. If you put it at the end, like the bears, the bears, they do that. Anyway. <laughs> so Hondro did this thing that was crazy. Yeah. Because Hondro's crazy. He didn't tell you about this? No. He, he edited, you know, the fool us. He says, you want to see how that's done? Open that envelope. Oh, oh, I saw this on Instagram. He did it on Twitter too. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I did see this. Yeah. Really great. He edited him uh, on Fool Us. Mm -hmm. He edited out the whole trick. <laughs> then just said, read the envelope. And he edited in um, Teller holding up the piece of paper, which they never had the shot of, of course. But he faked the shot with his hand right. over his shoulder. And it says, I will make Facebook, Instagram disappear. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, right when it happened. <laughs> and then you have us going, whoa, no way. That's just, you know, <laughs> that went all over Spain. It was very yeah. popular there. Also, he's telling me, he's got these photos of him with his four foolish trophies. And so all these media outlets are like, can you bring the four trophies? And he's like, no, because I Photoshopped them. They still haven't shipped me two that I did. <laughs> so I only have two foolish trophies. And I dropped one of them and crazy glued it back together. So I really only have one and a half foolish trophies <laughs> that I can bring <laughs> to the set. <laughs> yeah, well, Hondro will be here a month from today. That's so exciting. So we'll have him in to do the show. Excellent. And uh, that's let's, you know, let's do it in Spanish. See, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do one episode in English, one in Spanish. <laughs> he, uh, I got to, you know, talking, we always talk about like doing magic for Fool Us or people want to go on AGT or whatever. Uh, we had a good conversation about doing magic for television versus magic oh, really? for stage. Yeah. And man. It shouldn't surprise you at all, but boy, does he have a great and distinct way about doing magic on TV versus magic on stage. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty great. But he says, like, the first thing you do is, like, I, you know, he talked about how he runs on stage. I want to sell the energy of the, the trick I'm going to do right away so the audience knows exactly what to expect. I want to make a joke right off, right off the bat to let them know that this is a comedic bit. And then I want to make them very curious about the whole thing. The, and I have... I have 20 seconds to accomplish all three things before I even start to even do a magic trick. <laughs> and he talked about it in a really great example. So like one of the, um, probably one of the, of his th four tricks, the longest trick that he did was the one where you guys had 
made up a three digit number and it was on the on giant dominoes. Right. Yeah. But he talked about how he didn't start. He started off that trick saying he fooled you three times. So he started off with a false background and said the camera was a, not a webcam. It was a drone. And he did like three things right at the top to just mess with the perspective just because he knew it was a long process. So I should do three tricks right off the bat, big visual stuff, just to entertain the audience before I get to this long setup. And I was like, that's really smart thinking. Yeah, he's, uh, if you want to learn about magic, going to Hondro yeah, is the crazy. way to go. Is the way it's to crazy. go. But he will still be punished for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. Sure, sure. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what have you been doing in all your adventures? I know, I've been you traveling, know? traveling the world. Um, People still like juggling. They, yeah, no, they don't. They don't like juggling. I'm appearing in magic shows, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up the idea that people like juggling. I am the decoration. I am a spice to be added to a magic show. I owe my life and my career to magicians. Hence, I am here with you, fellas. <laughs> people don't, they hear juggling and they go, no way, man. They think an uh, empty parking Malabarista. lot, clown, malabarista. Yes, and suck are the two things that jump to mind. <laughs> and even though they all seem to actually enjoy it, if, if you had asked them two minutes before, they would go, no, this is going to be a miserable 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm just going to cry. You're, you're a cheese pizza. I am. Whenever, you know, you take a big, if you're a big gathering, a big party, and you want to take a pizza order, everybody has their fancy pizza they order. And my wife always laughs because I always match every pizza order from doing a big party with a cheese pizza to match it. And she's like, no one, don't get that much cheese pizza. Nobody, nobody wants cheese pizza. They all want their fancy whatever. And then the pizzas show up, and the first thing to go are the cheese pizzas. Everybody eats cheese pizza. <laughs> so you are wise in the ways of pizza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no one wants I to like admit it. they like plain pizza. Mm -hmm. But when it's there, boy, do they love it. You know what I used to like is drive-in pizza. The worst pizza made. Oh. <laughs> it's just like ketchup. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I like Drive-in pizza? You know when you go to a drive-in movie? Oh, geez. Wow. <laughs> that is the worst pizza. Pizza crust that oh, was made Lord. in the 60s. Like high school, like school lunch pizza? <laughs> no, no. Because school lunch pizza is puffier. Yeah, it is, <laughs> this is more. Okay. This is more cardboardy. <laughs> now, did you have, no one else had American chop suey in school, right? No. 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 I, but I've talked about that. I think so. Just uh, elbow macaroni, mm -hmm. tomato sauce, yeah. and ground beef. Ah, that's dog yeah. food. <laughs> <laughs> very very similar you know son eats it all the time it's delicious what he shows what shows did you i do? did shows in north carolina who were you were you this lance stuff again? no this is not lance stuff this was with a a, a a magician named josh knots uh and he does escapes and big illusions oh, okay and he does you know he does 30 could also be in Unoya because he only has O's in his name. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Knotts. Josh Knotts. Very <laughs> popular in Unonia. <laughs> so, yeah, I went and did some with Josh Knotts and his wife and his, his delightfully his two, like, young daughters, and they were really funny and fun to hang out with. And we had a great time. We did uh, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina, which is crazy, and then Newton, North Carolina. And uh, How do you find you? I mean... How do he find you? <laughs> <laughs> I stand next to him at state fairs sometimes. <laughs> but he always hires a variety act to do these things, and, and uh, I've been lucky enough to be the last one he's chosen a couple of times. And uh, it's been a blast just flying it out. It is good And thinking. people, you, when you go to a 300-seat theater in North Carolina, it is a big damn night out. People are dressed up. They've been out to dinner. They are excited about the show. 
After the show, we get letters saying, you know, my daughter has been sick for three months and finally laughed at your show. I mean, crazy stuff wow. happens. You know what I mean? It's really great. Great awesome. to be doing that. Should we tell them that we send those letters? <laughs> no, 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 no. And then, then last Sunday, I had a uh, a show in L.A. A benefit for firefighters. Ah, ah. And it this was, and 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 this is, I don't know that this exists very much in showbiz anymore. But it was what they call a boiler room show, where the people just work the phones and people buy tickets without going. Right. So you call, you know, uh, Domino's Pizza, and you say we are doing a benefit for firemen. Would your company like to buy tickets? Yeah. And and they want to support the firemen, and so they buy a thousand tickets, and they get that pile of a thousand tickets, and they leave them on the desk or just throw them away, or they say they're going to give them to their employees, and they give them their employees, and one of them shows up, right, <laughs> right, right. And so in a boiler room, but situation, in the boiler room, is it? Don't they usually? Uh, yeah, ten times the number of seats. No, but I mean, uh, how how is the thing operated? The firefighters don't make the calls themselves. I'm not sure in this case. I think that the firefighters do make the calls themselves okay. in this one. And then there's a promoter. There's a promoter. Who, uh, who, yeah. who, who does this whole thing and usually skims a huge amount. <laughs> yeah, I and think the firefighters are doing this and so that they're, they're it is a benefit for them, so it's hard to skim from themselves. But I believe that that's what they do. Right. And they book a bunch of acts. Yeah. I mean, Tiny Tim at the end of his life was doing all these. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and you're, you're on a show. It's a good show. You know what I mean? I very, very good performers. Danny Cole was on the right. show. Matt Marcy's on. There was great people on the show, and uh, and so you go out and you do a show, and they've sold ten thousand tickets to this one thousand seat theater. <laughs> it's gym memberships. It's gym memberships, and then forty people show up. <laughs> forty, yeah, in a thousand seat theater. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sold out, and that's a good turnout. Many times over, and that's a good turnout. Yes, and this is actually one of the one of the early places. I have I've... been thinking about show business all wrong. <laughs> yes, you have, because I'm <laughs> used to performing for forty. I got that part down. <laughs> what I don't have is the selling ten thousand ten thousand tickets and then having forty people show up. Yeah, and it's uh, you know it's great for the firefighters. They raised a bunch of money, and do the firefighters themselves show up? No, good God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the the billboard was the greatest. The billboard said, you know, uh, firefighters benefit variety show. And then it was just a picture of like a fire. <laughs> Starring me, fire. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd be afraid the, to go. Is this, box, is this the boxing match? This theater is going to burn down. They're going to burn down this theater, clearly. <laughs> so that's what I was off doing. Off doing a boiler room show and some North Carolina shows. A boiler and the North Carolina shows were just where was the the boiler room shows in L.A. Yeah, it was in L.A. Oh my goodness, yeah, oh my goodness, in Southern California, and and uh, uh, I just drove down that morning and did the show and drove back that afternoon For, to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a three o'clock show, so worked out perfectly. Very nice, very nice. Last week, did the forty <laughs> people enjoy it. They did seem to enjoy it. Like I said, it was a good show. Danny Cole is. You know, Danny and Stacy and Matt Marcy and uh, Robert Hall, I think, yeah, were all the people in the show, and a, a very, very good show. But 40 people. <laughs> no reason to do a very good show, though. Right. No. It's the odd part to me. The odd part to me is that, well, they've hired really good acts, and they're paying pretty well, and there's no one there, and they know there's nobody coming. <laughs> so they, they could have hired monkeys. <laughs> and, and I, Normally uh, doing this trick costs me 10 bucks. I'm going to do it in a way that costs me five. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you really could just, the 40 people could show up, you give me 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, we could pay them twice what they paid for their tickets. Tell, them every, tell everyone you had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Fill out your Yelp reviews. We're all do, going to lunch. Everybody in the car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've done shows for nobody, absolutely nobody, and done the whole show yeah. Yeah. for nobody. Yeah. So you can't beat that. We're the actual bar. Well, we can't have negative numbers, but <laughs> I've done many shows for two. I did one for one once at a state fair where it was raining, mm -hmm. and the stage was covered, but the audience was not. And uh -huh. so there was one little girl and her mom in the audience. I said, why don't you guys come up on stage? And I sat them in the beanbag chairs. And the mom left, <laughs> and the guy did a, a show for the one girl sitting in one of my beanbag chairs. <laughs> did you do the show, or did you do special material? Well, you know, kind of a, a I don't want to scare the kid. <laughs> I, let's just say I didn't ride a six-foot unicycle and juggle knives over her head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did juggle the knives, but I was back a little ways. Oh, I see. And I would have juggled something else, but I didn't have anything else. I don't bring extra stuff. Yeah, for Philadelphia 76, yeah. which was the big, big thing that was going to be the bicentennial in Philadelphia, they hired us and they put stages out behind the art museum, yeah. which nobody knew that there was a stage there. And then it was pouring rain. And we got $75 a show for the three of us. Yeah. And uh, they said, you know, if no one shows up or if it's raining or something, you can cancel any show you want, but you won't be paid. <laughs> so you're out behind in the pouring torrential rain. We did our 45-minute show for nobody, just rain. And we just said we want to do this morally. And also we thought that somebody might wander by and look and say they weren't performing. <laughs> so we got a, a marimba out, and uh, we played um, uh, we played jazz odyssey, essentially. <laughs> the three of us just banged with mallets. At random for 45 minutes on the, <laughs> in the pouring rain. That's pretty close to what I, I this last week, uh, Thursday and, and uh, till Sunday night, and then next week, Thursday through Sunday, they've opened a new uh, magic show at the downtown Grand. Where are we now? Las Vegas. Okay. This is in Las Vegas. Yeah. And I'm playing this kick. See, he's okay. doing it in two weeks. <laughs> this week. The 21st, and next the 24th, week. 24th, everyone. 21st to 24th. I'm whatever next week, Thursday through. Friday, House of Magic Las Vegas .com. <laughs> Wow, look at you. Good news. I know. Remember, I want That's fantastic. I want butts and seats. I'm doing it, and I don't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so it's a, it's a 6 p.m. show. Come on down, say hi. Yeah. Good. For the next two weeks, it's your favorite pals from Penn Sunday yeah. School. <laughs> you want to do mine? <laughs> yeah. With me? Sure. Yeah. I will. You know. Have you ever had one of those ideas you just don't know how to get started on making into a reality? If you procrastinate on this, then you're not you alone. looking at me when you said that? <laughs> Experts say that not knowing how or where to start is one of the biggest causes of procrastination and not following through on ideas and projects. That's where the Blinkist app comes in. Blinkist takes top nonfiction books, pulls out the key takeaways, and puts them into text and audio explainers called Blinks that you can learn from in just 15 minutes. Use Blinks to learn about how to tackle procrastination and get started developing an idea or a business or simply how to take your projects one step further with, with you know, all these great titles. And this is what I do when I want to practice juggling mm -hmm. or practice false shuffles. Not that there's such a thing as false shuffles, <laughs> but I would practice it if there were. <laughs> and it's just 15 minutes, and they really do very good summaries. I, I try to experiment and that I listen to a Blink from a book that I'd read 
Right. You know, one of the uh, one of the Harari books. Oh yeah. I listened to the blink on it, and it really was everything I remembered from the book, <laughs> and really, really well presented. It was a really good thing. Nice. Uh, I love it because in fifteen minutes for a commute, for exercising, it's a really good chunk. You know, if you're if you're trying to watch TV or listen to a podcast or something like that, a fifteen minute blink can be a lot better. Twenty one lessons for the twenty first century. White fragility. Factfulness, Enlightenment Now, How to Be an Anti-Racist, Hillbilly Elegy, Why I No Longer Talking to White People About Race, Braving the Wilderness, Skin of the Game, From Black Lives Matter to Black Liberation. Those are good things. Those are all books you should read. They really are. And there are books that I've read, half of them. So I'm halfway there. There you go. I just bang out blinks on the other ones. It's uh, it's it's really good. And I use it juggling. It's, it's really yeah. best for juggling. It's great for magic stuff. But those who don't juggle and don't do magic, you probably got other stuff you do <laughs> where you just want to have ah. audio going and you want to get this stuff. You want to just get stuff into your head. You load it in, yeah. gives you real information, something to think about. So right now, Blinkist has a special office just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash pen to start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash E-P-E-N-N. To get 25% off and a seven-day free trial, Blinkist.com slash pen. It's a really good thing. You should check it out. You know, it gets you it gets you going on stuff, gets you thinking about stuff, which is really, really good. Uh what else? Oh, now we have a, 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 you know what this ad is. Yeah. I think the audience can do this along with us because they have, <laughs> these guys have been supporting us yeah. since 2012. Although I believe this is new copy, is it? It is. I think nice. it's new yeah. copy. Yeah. Oh, new folks. This is, well, anyway, baby. just to cut to the chase, it's stamps.com. Yes. <laughs> Wherever we're talking about our favorite advertiser. We love them all, of course. But our oldest advertiser yes. is uh, stamps.com. Do you sell stuff online? Then you know shipping can be a real pain. We all know that. Yeah. Which carrier should I use? Am I getting the best rate? Will it get there on time? Stamps.com takes all the hassle and guesswork out of shipping out your orders. Easily compare shipping rates and delivery dates. You get all the best carriers, all the best rates, all in one convenient place. No more hunting for rates on multiple carrier websites. No more paying retail prices for shipping. Stamps.com gives you access to a wide range of deeply discounted shipping options. I said that right. Deeply discounted shipping options? I went into that thinking I'm going to screw this up, and I did. <laughs> Look at you. And it shocked me, so I wasn't even ready for the next sentence. <laughs> I'm glad I won't have to edit that. Up to 40% off U.S. Postal Service rates and up to 66% off UPS rates. A uh, longtime supporter, 2012. For over 20 years, Stamps.com has helped over a million businesses save time and money on shipping. Stamps.com has negotiated deeply discounted rates for you, for the U.S. Postal Service, UPS, DHL, and more. Stamps.com automatically connects you to an online store and brings in the shipping info for all your orders. All you have to do is print the shipping label and stick them on your packages. Yeah. Stamps.com <laughs> integrates with the most popular online marketplaces and shopping carts, including Amazon, uh, Etsy, 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 Shopify, and eBay. Uh, it, it's really a good thing. I mean, I don't know why 
anybody doesn't have it, but I'm glad someone doesn't because they still <laughs> advertise with us. Um, there's no risk at all with my promo code PEN. You get a special office that includes a four-week trial plus free postage, free postage, free postage, and a digital shipping scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. You'll be up and running in minutes. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in PEN. That's stamps.com, promo code PEN. Stamps.com, easy e-commerce shipping for less, a lot less. And I feel guilty all the time we do this because I'm going to do it right now. S-T-A-M-P-S dot com. Uh, we never spell stamps. Oh, right. Com. I just yeah. think we should. <laughs> Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. So um, last week I talked about um, uh, how much I love uh, Michael Collins' book, yes. Carrying the Fire. Yeah. And I talked about how, what he was thinking about in the dark side of the moon. You know, right. he went 44 minutes on the dark side of the moon right. where he was the furthest away from other human beings anybody's ever been. Yeah. Okay. And he had no radio contact with, uh, with NASA or with Neil and Buzz. That's the craziest thing. It's also like you drop two guys off to land on the moon, you circle around and you might just come by and see two dead guys. Yeah. It's like dropping your daughter off at a movie theater. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I bet it was the best sleep of his life. <laughs> but so he didn't know they landed successfully. Right. He didn't know they stepped out on the moon or what they said. <laughs> they had to tell him. And of course, they told him right. Yeah. Amen. The, the, amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> amen. Um, <laughs> but if you want, he is a really wonderful writer. He's a wonderful guy, and he's very straight-laced. He refers to hippies as the Harrys. You know, he's that kind of guy, right? Yeah. He's military, right. generations of military. He's a jet fighter pilot, uh, and he is the guy commanding right. the spacecraft that took the first yeah. uh, human beings to the moon. A man who has never blinked in his life. Now you, Yeah. <laughs> Last week, I talked about what their heart rates were on liftoff. <laughs> no one crossed a hundred. That's so great. Neil, Buzz, Mike, none of them. Uh, I cross a hundred by having coffee. Yeah, yeah. you know, I yeah. know. I mean, uh, during the most stressful time of the liftoff, yeah. Buzz was <laughs> a heart rate at eighty-two. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean these these are tough people. So you wonder to yourself, you know, in the middle of this dry book, this killed me. This made me love life so much. In the middle of this fairly dry book where he's explaining how the orbits are done and, of course, the beauty of Earth and Gaia and all that, he gets to the dark side of the moon, and this is what he takes the little thing to write, okay? This is what he's writing. This is the middle of the narrative of the moon landing. you got to get that in your head. You're reading along the book. It's the middle of the exciting, he doesn't know if they're alive or not. Right. No need to carry bras into space. That's for sure. Imagine a spacecraft of the future with a crew of a thousand ladies off for Alpha Centura 
with 2,000 breasts bobbing beautifully and quivering delightfully in response to their every weightless movement. And I am the commander of the craft. It is Saturday morning and time for inspection, naturally. (laughs) What's his heart rate? (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes right back to, and I came out and Mission Control said, "Uh, this is Houston. Uh, How you doing, Mike? We got the two tranquility bases landed. Oh, good. The biggest relief of my life. He puts that paragraph in. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And you know something? He had have gotten one call from the editor, right? <laughs> Saying, can we have more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like they only offered you this one book deal, and clearly you should be writing another book. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, uh, the bra paragraph? Yeah. Uh, we love it. Uh, we think we need maybe less technical stuff. We can cut a lot of your fighter pilot stuff early on. If you want to talk more about weightless breath. And yeah. by the way, one of the assistant editors has just asked if there's any sort of change in the way asses look. <laughs> could, we, could we maybe get a couple pages yeah. on that? Yeah. And does it have to be only 2,000 breasts? <laughs> Is there some way to bring the reader into the inspection? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I just love that so much. Yeah. It just shows you that there is a common humanity. Yeah. Like more than him seeing all of your earth and we're all together in the window and it's a fragile, you know, God's blue golf ball, you know. Doesn't mean like the, you know, the the stats that men think about sex certain amount of times a day or whatever. It just lets you know, like, even under the craziest of circumstances, (laughs) your brain still goes like, hey, you haven't thought about tits in a while. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, he's just, he's just the greatest. Yeah. He's just the greatest. And, uh, he, uh, talks about how, uh, none of them, he, he would get huge offers to do ads. Yeah. He wouldn't do them. Neil Armstrong just became a professor. Yeah. Teaching, uh, you know, uh, uh, aeronautics, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Hold laughs> <back>. Basket weaving. <laughs> and, uh. I mean, there's a reason to go to college. Can you imagine walking into a classroom and having Neil Armstrong as your teacher? Yeah. yeah. And just like, I know he's not going to talk about it on the first day, but like when, when do we think, like the first rainy day, when does he just kind of just go like, all right, I'll tell moon stories. <laughs> Mike Collins says yeah. uh, he is um, very sick of answering, having guys who go, come on, what was it really like up there? <laughs> He said, I just can't think of other ways to say it. (laughs) And then people also saying to him, how bitter are you? You didn't get to land on the moon. Oh, I know. Oh, boy. Really sick. And he (laughs) says, you know, uh, I was very happy to be in that third seat. I cannot tell you honestly that I had the best seat on the trip, but I can tell you that my seat was very important and I did my job and I was proud to be part of the mission. It's all full of that. And then, oh, tits! Then <laughs> How much would Michael Collins love you if you're like, this is a chapter in your book. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Collins also really makes it very clear that um, they're all uh, gaming NASA, okay? Mm-hmm. They finish their training as astronauts, and um, the uh, big boss there says, Let's all go out to a strip club tonight. And uh, Mike Collins says, 
I really wanted nothing more than to go out to a strip club, but I thought, is this a test? <laughs> so I stayed home and studied. And so did everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> he also t tells, as I talked about last week, horrific yeah. stuff like being claustrophobic yeah. and not admitting it. That's madness. Yeah. Because you're literally, there's not, there's not a worse place to be <laughs> than outside of the planet in something <laughs> claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. And because you also read Mary Roach's book, right? Oh, yeah. But I, when I read these books, I have to, this is no, no joke. Yeah. I have to get up, leave the bedroom. Yeah. And go outside and go, <sighs> I'm not on a spacecraft. I'm not on a spacecraft. Because they, they talked about, she got tested, right? Yeah, yeah. They did, they did a great thing. They did a great thing to her. They called her, uh, she was seeing about the Mars mission. Yeah. You know, Packing for Mars is the book yeah. Mary Roach wrote. I talked to her about this. Really funny. So, um. Sunday morning, 5 a.m., her phone rings, and the person says uh, to her, hi, this is uh, Houston. You were going to the Mars training thing. Uh, there's a couple things on your uh, form you didn't fill out right. And she goes, it's 5 in the morning. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Uh, what are you, uh, I answered all these questions. And they go, oh, we got the time difference wrong, I guess. We thought it was okay. And she had failed the test. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did, they do stuff like they give the astronauts, the potential astronauts, like four Ambien. Right. Oh. Let them go to sleep for two hours and then wake them up and say, fold the thousand origami cranes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike, uh, Mike Collins says it's bullshit compatibility of the, um, Right. Of the team. He said, a mission this important, any three people can get along with anybody. Right. right. And then he makes it very clear that he didn't get along with Neil and Buzz. <laughs> he, was he, says, um, <laughs> he says, these are not guys who talk about anything. He said, the only people I can share this experience with, and Neil Armstrong, when you say to him, how are you feeling? He says, heart rate good, very healthy, ready to go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, we're in space. We're going to go to the moon, man. Pretty cool. Yes, we are. Let's grab a beer when we get back. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's never shared the experience with those two guys. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he says, you know, he, hey, here we, you know, because whenever they talk about um, uh, the astronaut, you know, he's the only astronaut who can write. Right. I mean, pretty much known as, at least up to the Apollo mission, the only astronaut who really loves, loves language. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mike Collins read poetry every day. Right. The only astronaut that did that, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, he seems like a guy that wants to talk about what the emotions were going to the moon. I understand. It feels the story of what he did. Yeah. And Neil seems like a guy who doesn't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Mule goes over his checklist. Five times, everything's memorized, they're set to go. And Buzz Aldrin seems like a guy who's really pissed he wasn't the first man of the world. <laughs> yeah. Really pissed for his whole life. It's an odd thing. What an odd, such an odd. And it's the only question he's asked. Yeah, exactly. What'd you think about? Did you think about grabbing him, throwing him back, and running out? <laughs> Did you think about going like another step for another man? <laughs> another giant step for mankind. 
<laughs> one small step for mankind, one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. <laughs> and now Buzz Aldrin, drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> All I want is to get back to Earth and drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> Fights fatigue and improves memory loss. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, a small step for Neil. <laughs> but it was a huge one for me. Asshole. <laughs> By the way, Neil smells really bad. That's my first word. <laughs> so uh, what was on Fool Us? Want to get into Fool Us a little bit? Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, first of all, uh, you said that uh, Fool Us is paying dividends for you? Yeah, yeah. For some people don't know, you were contested on Fool Us. I was, I was on Fool Us, and uh, it has a, it got, because if you get in, and then the Fool Us YouTube hole, uh, if you get in there, you get a lot of, a lot of views or whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, uh, I always talk about like uh, there are certain contestants. People go on there to fool you guys and really take the game seriously. Paul Gertner. And... People who know just do their best thing on television to hope to, to book gigs or whatever. Piff. And so I went on a, and did a trick that you taught me. <laughs> so I'll just let you know what category. But let's I not forget. Yeah. Not not forget. Yeah. Uh, Helen went on and did a trick in a book that was sent to Teller. Yes. And then he read and won. If you watch that, if you watch the thing, when when you say Teller read your father's book, Helen's face falls. Uh -huh. She thinks she's done. I really think if you said in that moment, if you just said, so I don't think you foolish, you would have been like, okay. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We could have just done that. <laughs> I think so. We just don't cheat at the show. No, you don't cheat at the show. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, but her face falls when you said he read, his, he read the book, um, which I think made Telly go back and take a look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the fact that I taught you the trick yeah. doesn't necessarily mean I know how it's done. Because <laughs> there's stuff in our show that I've forgotten. Right, right, right. So I put myself, I still put myself at an above zero chance of fooling you, yes, but, you but not much higher. But what happens all the time is that I, I've tried, you know, I find out about these magic clubs or whatever, and then I just send the clip along and then they see the clip and they see the amount of views and they go like, great. And, uh, but the strange thing happened is that I won't say which show, but a Cirque du Soleil show, my name popped up on the radar and they looked <laughs> me up and they saw my foolish clip. And now I have to go audition for Cirque du Soleil next week. Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> Now, will you be doing your material or their material? Their material. So you'll just be plugged in to whatever they're doing. Yeah, I'll be dressed up like some gigantic character and with <laughs> weird makeup. They will hand you and a set of clothes, colors, and, and speak gibberish. A picture and say, "Look like this when you get there." <laughs> oh, that's right. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be one of the fruity, weird gibberish talking French Canadian. You could be dressed like a bird. <laughs> it's possible, or a bug. It's Even true. better. <laughs> I'm hoping for bug. Yeah, I've cast. I've, I see me as more bug than bird. Well, that would be a good gig, though, right? Yeah, I'd be on call and just a local guy that covers covers for stuff, uh, which which is good for because uh, I can tell them if I get it, uh, I can tell them you're gonna get it. Yeah, uh, whether I'm available or not, so I can still do all my magic gigs and all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. But they just want some some local coverage. But I just thought it was funny. I was like the last thing I thought I'd ever end up. I just never. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil was not even something I had uh, on any vision board or any whatever. You will be assimilated. <laughs> Part of the Borg. Yeah. Part of the Borg, buddy. I was like, I hope they don't find out what a podcast is. Because uh, the, <laughs> the things I've said about Cirque du Soleil on podcasts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Teller, Teller went and saw one of the shows. Yeah. 
And I would suggest just, you know, Gee or yeah. whoever, um, I would refer you to Piff's prayer. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say everybody involved in Cirque, get on your knees every night <laughs> and pray that you never find out what Teller really thinks of. <laughs> uh, I had nothing to do with this show yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. And I was embarrassed and demoralized. <laughs> 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 uh, did you ever see them before they became the Borg, before they were assimilated? Because yes. I saw a show of theirs in Chicago with a couple of great clowns and loved the show. I'm sorry, my headphones aren't working. It <laughs> sounded like you said great clowns. <laughs> if I describe these bits to you, I believe you might agree. Okay. One of them was that uh, the ringmaster uh, and, and the ringmaster and the clown were in a battle. The ringmaster wanted to do a mime show, and the clown obviously didn't want him to do the mime show. At one point, the ringmaster is out doing a, a mime piece, and the clown walked out with a hose, with one of those guns, a spray gun on it, and started shooting the ringmaster <laughs> with a hose and pushing him back. I mean, really powerful hose shooting on him, and he's stumbling back, and he yelled, stop, stop, stop. And the clown stops, and he says, you can't do that. These people are important. And the clown says, these people are important, and shoots those people in the audience <laughs> with a hose. And it says, are they more important than those people? And starts shooting another <laughs> section with a hose. <laughs> they used to have some serious clowning that is big time serious clowning in my book <laughs> i've bet i don't think i've seen anything more outrageous that a well, clown i'll tell you cirque du soleil has some of the best acts yeah. in circus that, they did that there ever been they still do they, some of the stuff is really really skilled i think skilled is the right thing but what they've done is to rather than to hire someone who did a, a, a great act careful <laughs> they just hire random people. They hire random them in. people in town and see if they can fit them into it. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> <They> hire- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that they switched from if hiring they- established acts to um, training people to do established acts. So rather than hiring the greatest teeterboard act in the world, they put together a teeterboard act uh, of people that they trained in Canada. I took some clown courses. Where? <laughs> in New York and here. Okay. Did you concourse here? Yeah. Uh, no, you know, private workshops or whatever. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was. I think it was the guy who, one of the guys who did the bits you're talking about. But uh, I did a Cirque show, you know, a benefit. Yeah. I do. I went out and juggled oh, yeah. a Cirque show. And they are delightful people to work with and incredibly skilled. The jugglers I worked with were incredibly skilled. Uh, yeah. I, I will never deny that they are skilled. But I, I would also say that, that rather than looking at perhaps the, the show or the performer, they are looking at the skill. Well, I talked to some big cheeses, I won't say who, at, <laughs> uh, at Cirque du Soleil. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, you've, you've, done a, you've, you've done a- Gus Fromage. You've done a- Gus um, You've done a Michael Jackson show. Mm-hmm. You've done an Elvis show. You've done a Beatles show. Yeah. And I said, I'm fine with all that. I want you to know that if you do a Dylan show, I will kill you. (laughs) And I do not care about going to prison. I do not care about ruining the rest of my life. I do not care about my family. I will find a way to kill you. And I will not pay someone to kill you because they might screw up. I will actually kill you. So if you announce a Dylan show, even if you think you're going to do something different and make it great, I will kill you. (laughs) 
He said, we have no plans to do a Dylan show. I said, good. Now that you said it out loud. (laughs) Wait, you once said if you were stranded on a deserted island and you could have anybody with you, it would be either me or Tim Jenison. Yeah. And now you're shutting me out of this job? (laughs) (laughs) That is the thing about uh, being stranded on an island. Yeah. You know, when you're younger, you think, I would like to be stranded on an island with someone perfect to have sex with, right? Yeah. Someone willing and, and attractive. And as you get older, you go, I want someone who can like get us fresh water and yeah. food and comfort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I believe if we're <laughs> stranded on a desert island with Reddy Rich or Tim Jennison, you'd have internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I was like, and on the other end, coconuts and seaweed go a long way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we should talk about Fool Us on the next show. Yeah. Because we're coming close to the end. Yeah. Any little things you guys want to uh, pick up here? Well, you know what? I've been having a uh, uh, an ongoing war with my wife. I have a uh, water pick Bluetooth toothbrush that also does the water pick thing of spraying water. Mm-hmm. And I bought one for my wife as well. And it turns out they're on the same frequency. <laughs> 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 and so when we brush teeth at night... We are turning on and off each other, trying to spray each other. <laughs> like, just does, does my wife, is, is someone who matters over here? <laughs> yeah. When she holds that thing up to her mouth, I hit go. <laughs> and it shoots water into her face. And it's delightful. So you put the toothpaste on and then it also does water? It doesn't really do toothpaste. I mean, you could do a little toothpaste. It's an ultrasonic thing. But it's also got the, the, the basin full of water, which I fill with like uh, uh, Kool-Aid tooth cleaning stuff oh. and water. Uh, and I love it. It's the greatest thing in the world. And it comes with this bonus clown gag. <laughs> oh, uh, I got my kids good the other day. So they went to watch TV upstairs while I was doing dishes downstairs and my phone, anytime they go to type in something in the Apple TV, my phone will give me that shortcut. <laughs> and so I just took over the typing and they were upstairs and I just wrote boo. And then they, they, I heard them react from upstairs and I wrote, I am a ghost. <laughs> I go, like, what? And then I wrote, where is, and I said my youngest son's name, and they screamed. <laughs> <laughs> that is fabulous. Boy, that's a good guy. That's a good guy. You said uh, doing dishes, and I was so envious, because Z and I um, have not figured out um, the dishwasher. <laughs> and we've also... Not really figured out how to do dishes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This 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 house being left in the hands of two dogs, uh, my son Zoltan and me. Uh, the dog's like, we know how the dishwasher If you works. put the dishes on the ground, the dogs will clean them. <laughs> that, that made me gag. <laughs> I've said this before. I will say it again. We build houses to keep animals out, <laughs> not to move animals in with us. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. trying to help you. <laughs> Your dishes will look really clean. Oh. Oh, You're going to really make, make me sick. You're going to make me sick. Then you can put them in the autoclave, which is what a dishwasher is. That's true. That's true. You know, um, uh, in a month, Andra will be here live. Yes. For for those who enjoyed him on uh, Abracababble. Although it was very, Abracababble? Yeah. It was very funny to hear Hondro uh, talk to me about the name of your show. <laughs> Did he ever say it? Um, no. No, no. He had no idea what it was about. That's what he said. <laughs> That's as close as he got. As close as he got. 
Very close to Yabba Dabba Doo. Very close to Yabba Dabba Doo. <laughs> we got to talk about Fool Us because the shocker was on. Yes. And that was really great. But I don't want to start that up now. So I'll no. just say that was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. And to our listening You become naked in space. You look like you've got nothing to do, man. You're just like there, like looking your head around, like, oh, what am I doing? You gotta get your laptop. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Fool Us on the Wednesday show. No, we love you. Hey, Matt Donnelly, you got anybody to thank? The following people's butts look amazing in space. <laughs> Nathan Julian, Percival, Manuel Vidal Perez de la Mesa V, Lauren Champagne, Petty Officer Scoop, Daniel, terrible jokes will resume when I'm back off tour. Love you all. Thank you for that's up, Daniel. David K, David Peters, Shane Brevik, Blue Drinks Films, Brandon Knapp, Nick Dingman, Colin Durham, Big Scuba Podcast, Christine and Bobby Mack, Central Park Owl, Lancey Minshew, Stephen White, Harlan Liam Clark, Michelle Yeiser, Jonathan, Brogan Hastings, Placida Scott, and Dante Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 